from, from WDM East Lansing. You're listening, you are to, the listening undercurrent. to the Undercurrent, a weekly radio show that, that brings you audio narratives from students at Michigan State Michigan University. State University. From WDBM East Lansing, this is The Undercurrent. I am your host, Daniel Rizel. This is The Undercurrent's fourth season and episode number six, right here on Michigan State Student Radio. Our stories today center around the theme of compassion, being there, loving and caring for one another, and developing a sense of community and belonging. Our first story covers the audience reaction to a special event at MSU this week, a Bernie Sanders rally. Oh, I think Bernie's done a lot. I mean, we hope, we certainly hope. Um, I'm hoping that there's a whole university full of future Bernies in their own unique way. After that, a group on campus that focuses on providing a community for transgender people. They just wanted a social space, that they wanted people to be able to come together without having to like talk politics. Stay tuned, this is The Undercurrent. tuned in to MSU Student Radio, Impact 89FM. I'm your host, Daniel Rizel, and this is The Undercurrent, our weekly news and storytelling program. Our episode today deals with compassion, including this first story from reporter Cole Tunningly. Earlier this week, Senator Bernie Sanders visited MSU to encourage people to vote for Hillary Clinton. Tunningly stuck around after the rally to gather some audience reactions. But first, Here's an excerpt of Sanders' opening speech. Thank you. Whoa. Thank you all for coming out. And Mike, thank you very much for that great introduction. What Mike said is exactly right. What this campaign is about is not a personality contest. It is not voting for our high school class president. We are voting for the president of the United States, the most powerful elected position in the world. And it is incumbent upon us to take a hard look at the issues, the issues that impact our lives. This campaign is not about Donald Trump, it is not about Hillary Clinton. It is about you and your families and the future of the middle class in this country. That was Bernie Sanders speaking at Adams Field on October 6 in support of Hillary Clinton. The opening of his speech tied into the opinions of the people I ended up talking to after the rally. They seemed in love with his personality. One man was wearing a Make America Great Again hat and holding a Donald Trump sign 
and I talked to him, and he had mostly good stuff to say. Hey, Hillary, uh, sorry, Sanders is great. I, obviously, I, I like him a lot. I think, I think probably 90% of Americans of all political stripes realize he's a genuine person who up until he endorsed Hillary was saying exactly what he believed. And, and we all gave him a lot of respect. I'm, I'm glad he won Michigan. I'm proud of Michigan for, for doing that. People really do love Bernie Sanders. One kid I talked to seemed positively entranced, like Sanders was some kind of rock star. Oh, it was crazy cool. It was, it's just amazing to see a candidate like that in person, who's been representing our issues for so long, but it's just, it's almost surreal. Surreal. What an odd word to use to describe seeing a politician speak in public. Some of the beloved parts of Sanders were definitely still present. He assured people that Secretary Clinton also believes in his plan for free public education. And as he always does, he called out the billionaires. Now people say, well, Bernie, that's a nice idea. Public college and universities, tuition free? It's expensive. How are you going to pay for it? Well, Donald Trump just told us last week how we're going to pay for it. We're going to make the billionaires start paying their fair share of taxes. This is the stuff that people love to hear from Bernie Sanders. The people that supported his run for presidency all admired his stance against the 1%, against the establishment, against the billionaires. Perhaps that's why people seem disappointed that he was speaking out in support of Hillary Clinton. But obviously I'm a Trump supporter, and I, and I really feel I would respect Bernie more if he'd stand it in a mute uh, accusation of the... Uh, hypocrisy of, uh, of Hillary if he hadn't endorsed her. Because, uh, because actually on the key issues, on trade and on war and peace, uh, I believe Hillary, uh, sorry, uh, Sanders supporters probably will find themselves closer to Trump. That was the Trump supporter from earlier. There was another woman. She was holding a sign that read Michigan Hearts Bernie. And I had to talk to her. She told me she doesn't even know if she'll follow him in his support of Hillary Clinton because she has her eye on another candidate. I'm more closely assigned with with Jill Stein on the issues than Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton defines herself as being a centralist. So the general attitude around the rally was that Bernie had admiration from outsiders, the Trump supporters, those who might vote third party. But now that he's endorsed Hillary, people are looking elsewhere for someone who reflects their unique, possibly more radical viewpoints. Oh, I think Bernie's done a lot. I mean, we hope, we certainly hope. Um, I'm hoping that there's a whole university full of future Bernies and their own unique way to come and make things more fair for the American people and make more fair for the working people of our country, not just for the elite. Well, it's nice to look into the future and imagine that 2020 ballot just waiting to be filled up with brand new candidates. Now is what's important. The election is next month. And Bernie believes that the other candidate could literally destroy the world. Donald Trump believes that climate change is a hoax. He thinks, he thinks we should expand the use of fossil fuel. For the sake of our children and grandchildren, we have a moral responsibility to make sure that the planet that we leave to them is a healthy and habitable planet. Hooray for an inhabitable planet. The options this election are forcing a lot of Americans to cast their vote, 
in the direction that looks least like the apocalypse. If there was one positive thing I learned from the Bernie rally, it's that everyone is hopeful for change. The Hillary people were obviously pumped, the Bernie supporters heard him out, and even the third party and Trump supporters paid their respects to the man who opened up a new path for anti-establishment candidates. We all have hope, either hope for the near future in this November, or hope for 2020. And hope is never a bad thing. For Impact Student Radio, I'm Cole Tunningley. Speaking with the attendees of a local Bernie Sanders rally, that was reporter Cole Tunningley. You're tuned in to The Undercurrent on MSU Student Radio. I'm Daniel Rizel. If you missed any part of our last story or you're hoping to listen to the rest of the show later, don't sweat it. All of our episodes are also available as a podcast. You can find them over at impact89fm.org and on iTunes by searching The Undercurrent. We've got this black and red logo, and that will help you find it. We're always looking for new stories and ideas, so if you got one, shoot an email to news, that's N-E-W-S, at impact89fm.org. And as always, this is The Undercurrent, and I'm Daniel Rizel. We're talking about compassion on today's show, but that last story had a bit of politics to it. Well, a lot of politics to it. This next one has a group of people doing their best to avoid it. Here's reporter Nina Rao. This was the first time that my palms started sweating first instead of my forehead. Because A, I didn't want to misgender anyone in this meeting, and B, with the events surrounding the LGBTQIA community recently, I don't want to be that heterosexual jerk that just mispronounces a lot of terms, even though I probably am. Where am I going, you ask? Well, earlier this week was my first time attending a transaction meeting. Transaction is a student organization that's present to support students who identify within the LGBTQIA community. Who am I kidding? Nikolai could probably explain this better. So Transaction is a student organization at MSU for trans and gender nonconforming students um, and their allies. And we basically, we have meetings every week. Um, it's a social space for people to come and like meet other people on campus and kind of share in a community. As I mentioned, that was Nikolai. Nikolai goes by Ni Nim Nir as gender pronouns and is one of the executive board members on Transaction. Ni's a senior here at MSU and ready to graduate in December. This meeting is our craft meeting and at this station we're making pom-pom animals out of yarn. So like pom-poms are like the, the floofs uh-huh. with all the little... The cheerleading pom-poms? Yeah, okay. yeah, that's a kind of pom-pom. And that was me, FYI, in the background, not knowing the difference between animal pom-poms and cheerleading pom-poms, of course. Anyway, I've known Nikolai for a while, but never really had the chance to sit down and chat over a coffee or a meal or something. And I came across an event that I was invited to on Facebook that was held by transaction, and ding, my curiosity took over. The event posed as an opening for me to get to know Nikolai and learn how transaction was founded. So Transaction started about seven years ago, I want to say. Um, and originally we were made through the LBGT Resource Center here on campus um, because we had been lacking a space that was centered around trans people and their specific needs. Um, so the founders decided that they just wanted a social space, that they wanted people to be able to come together without having to like talk politics and um, 
kind of go through that like stressful process of fighting for yourself. It's like, no, you get to come here and you get to be yourself and make friends. And like, that's as good of self-care as any. So how did Nikolai come across this group? Uh, for me personally, I'd been going to some of the caucus groups um, on campus. They had hosted kind of like a dance party and transaction had like shown up to it. So I had met a bunch of people through there and um, decided to come to a meeting. That was Nir's freshman year. Coming across transaction was like love at first sight for Nikolai. Oh, definitely. Um, I've made like every meeting since that first one I went to, I think. And um, they needed e-board members at the end of the year. A lot of people were graduating, so I just got involved. And today, he is a 1-6 chair of the executive board. It was a process because <laughs> um, I became chair, but then we um, flattened our organizational hierarchy so that everyone is a 1-6 chair of transaction now. Um, so I'm kind of back to uh, duties you might find of a secretary, like sending the email and stuff like that. But we're all um, kind of on equal footing in terms of hierarchy. All of this sounded so happily ever after to me. Like, Ni found Nier's people and immediately belonged to a community. I couldn't imagine what could get any worse. Oh, right. Money. So a problem that we've had to overcome is funding for our group. We're not funded through um, RHA or ASMSU. Nier's referring to Residence Hall Association for RHA and the Associated Students of Michigan State University for ASMSU. The Resource Center is open to giving us funding by petition. Um, for educational events, um, but everything else has to come from uh, sometimes like member donation um, or our own pockets to kind of fund transaction. That wasn't the end of it. The funding process for ASMSU is kind of tricky because you have to make a presentation to their board about why you want the funding and what you're going to do with it. Um, and they run out of funding every year as well. Um, so I think that process just takes um, a lot of planning that we just haven't been able to do um, yet. Other groups go through RHA, the Residence Halls Association, and how they do funding is you have to attend their meetings, but you also have to have like some sort of like low-level proof that your membership is enough a part of like residence life at NMSU, that people are living on campus. So how have they been staying afloat and honestly, successful over these years. I asked whether they take donations, and he said... Technically, but we haven't really been doing that that long, um, just because it's like we don't want people to feel like they have to pay to come here, because they totally don't, and we're happy to think up meeting ideas that don't require any funding at all. So that's been a process, but we're, on, um, we're at a really good place right now. We had a very generous donation from a member uh, at the end of last year. So we're in a good place. Like the perfect cherry on top to end Nier's college career. I think something great about MSU is that everywhere I've gone, I've been able to find really interesting people. Um, and there's a point of connection with like pretty much everyone you meet at MSU. And I think I'm really going to miss that sense of like everyone's here for similar reasons. And everyone has like so much to share with you and you to share with them. I think that you don't find as much of that in the real world. And that includes an unforgettable moment that Transaction has provided for Nier. The moments from Transaction that really stick out to me as like wins were the body positive pool party last semester. We had a great turnout and 
everyone um, has given really positive feedback and said that, that it was one of the best experiences they've had um, at Transaction and at MSU. For Impact Student Radio, I'm Nina Rao. This is The Undercurrent, and I'm your host, Daniel Rizel. That last story was from reporter Nina Rao talking with MSU's Transaction. And that does it for this week's show, giving some compassion on today's episode, finding communities, and holding on to hope. A special thanks to our general manager at Glazer, our station manager, Audrey Matus, and our assistant news directors, Nina Rao and Cole Tunningly, and our programming director, Michael Pomorski. You've been listening to The Undercurrent, and I've been your host, Daniel Rizel. And if you missed a part of today's show, you can find the full thing online on our website, impact89fm.org, and on iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter at WDBM underscore current. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll hear from you next week. You've been listening. You've been listening to, to the, the undercurrent. Undercurrent. The undercurrent from WDBM East Lansing. <laughs>